Welcome, 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 lovely souls, to another insightful episode of Max Mind and Me. I'm your host, McDonald Metzger, and today we are delving deep into the head of marriage. Why do people take the plunge into matrimony? Why do people take the plunge into matrimony? It's a question with answers as diverse as love itself. I also want you to take this time to reflect on your own motivations for getting married. Why did you get married? Why did you agree to that marriage proposal? Why did you make the proposal? If you are thinking about getting married, what's driving you into it? Or what's encouraging you? What's your motivation? Is anyone or anything pressuring you into getting married? Let's begin with the classics, love and companionship. The age-old reasons people have tied the knot. We'll explore what these concepts mean and how they form the bedrock of many marriages. Love songs, anyone? Ah, as you listen to this song, I want you to think about your own favorite love songs and how they uh, relate to the story behind uh, why you got married in the first place, why you are considering tying the knot, putting the ring on it.
expectations or societal norms can influence the decisions to get married. But does societal pressure lead to lasting happiness? That is my question for you. Will people with, I mean, just being worried about what people think about you because you and your partner have been together for say, seven, eight years and you're not married or he did not marry you or she did not marry you. I mean, all your friends are getting married around you and you are not getting married and um, or your dad or your mom wants you to get married. Like, do these uh, societal pressures really lead to lasting happiness? How can you be truly happy in a marriage? Um, without getting to know the person you're getting married to. Do you really know the person you're married to? Or do you know the person that you are getting married to? Are you going to bend to the pressures of society? Or from your friends, from people in your church, your pastor, your imam, your clergy members, will they be there for better and for worse? When he's coming home late at night, drunk, or when he's going partying all the time with his friends, or when all those fights that the people who are pressuring you into getting married, will they be there to ensure your happiness? Um, I don't know if you've heard this one, but it's a it's another classic by the Queen Bee, Single Ladies. Because if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Sounds familiar. All the single ladies. Now put your hands up. Up in the club. You just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. You decided to dip here. And now you're on the trip. Cause another brother noticed me. I'm up on him. You're up on me. Don't pay him any attention. Just crying my tears. Here's three good years. Can't think society often pushes unintentionally into getting married. Is it that big wedding you just attended and you were one of the bridesmaids or, or uh, groomsmen and now your friends are like, oh, you next. I went to a wedding maybe four years ago. Um, some of my friends were, um, they were like, man, I know you're married, but you should get married again so we can all stand in your wedding. We can be, you know, 
come and party and have fun. And I remember saying to one of them, man, <laughs> um, I am married already. I don't need to get married again for another time. I have enough, <laughs> enough of marriage already. <laughs> um, but, you know, but those are the kind of things that people bend to because your friends are there, you guys are having fun. They put these unnecessary, unwelcome expectations on you like, hey, you should get married too, you're next. You know, we wanna to come to your wedding next year. And people, sometimes your friends will even start planning these weddings for you. Um, they'll tell you, we provide everything. Our family members will say, oh, we bring the money, we pay for the gown, we pay for the suit, we pay for the shoes, we pay for the ring. But is it what you really want at this time in your life? Does it align with your own life goals? Just because you meet someone, you fall in love with them, um, you both have different dreams. You have different goals. Um, are you going to bend or fold to um, the expectations of the people around you in your circle only because that's what they want? Here is a, a short clip um, that I got from uh, Chris C. Wise. Uh, she's a, a YouTuber. Um, she's also an author of the book, A Woman's Struggle, A Woman's Struggle. Um, you can find her on YouTube uh, by going to, uh, searching for Chris C. Wise and that's W I S E. Um, this is from uh, this clip is from a discussion uh, called Everybody's Getting Married and, and Having Babies Except Me. Everybody's Getting Married and Having Babies Except Me. Um, here's a short uh, clip from that. You need to understand that marriage is a choice, it should be a choice and a decision. If you are not emotionally and physically ready, don't go into it. Mm. Because you need to understand the sacrifices, responsibilities that marriage involves. Mm. The fact mm. that you are allowing external people to influence, you need to ask yourself one crucial question. Are these people going to be in the marriage when you are actually getting married? Mm. If the answer is no, then that means you need to understand that it's a decision. It's a whole lot. You can't just go and get married. Mm. You need to understand whether you are unselfish enough. Because mm. at times you might have you might have kids once you get married, and at times you would like to sleep, but because you have kids, you cannot leave them mm -hmm. and go and sleep. So it's all about being also unselfish with your partner, with your kids, but also being patient with your kids and partner. Mm. So I think marriage is a choice and a decision. If you are not ready into it, don't let external people influence you. Because mm. if not you're going to suffer and these people are going to be there and laughing at you. But it's easy said than done, though. Mm, yeah, it's true. Because uh, we're saying let's sometimes, not... Mm, sometimes it gets to you. Yeah. You know, especially when sometimes you see people that probably you're older than them settling down. Mm. You are human. You're human. So you mean when you see younger people, people younger than you, you getting yeah. married and you're still mm. not. Okay. I remember there was a time somewhere in the summer and I was very... It's hard to people say... They are depressed. I was very down. Mm -hmm. I know with COVID and everything went out, yeah. but sometimes you you know you see people that are probably probably 22, 23, and you sit down, and you're like, God, what is happening? You are human. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as you don't let society pressure get to you, mm -hmm. there are times that you might break down as well. You know, mm -hmm. just like you're saying to her that you know it's so easy to say, yeah. but you are human. The moment yeah. you get to because in our culture, 
if you are 27, you're already an old lady, mm. you know, but you need to, you don't have to listen to what people say. I've had mm. a lot of said, things said to me. People have asked me, why don't you want to get married? Marriage is a choice yeah. and marriage is a time. And mm. one thing I want to say, there is two things that people or human beings have no power in, mm. and that's married and childbearing. Mm. And what so do you if, mean by that? Because mm. you cannot, if, if, if you're, if you're not, if you're not able to conceive, you cannot go and, you know, there's IVF thing going on, mm. but if it's not happening, it's not happening. Mm. If God doesn't give it to you, it's not happening. Mm. And same mean, as yeah. marriage. Mm. If you, you can, and one thing I would say, you can get a man and marry because you are in a rush, mm. but if it's not something from God, it will not last. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. you know, if True. God doesn't give it to yeah. you, you can't buy it. Mm. You know, and there's something I've always said, that even if marriage was sold in shops, mm. there'll be days that you go, you'll not find what you're mm. looking for. Yeah. So you don't wow. always push people to when are you getting married. You mm. don't know what people go through their closet. Mm. I have had times where I've broken down mm. because wow. I felt like, oh, why is it not happening? Yeah. But trust me, when the time is right, mm. nobody will stop that door. Wow. You know, and so you don't have to listen. We are human beings. Mm. You know, I, I lived in Italy for years and sometimes you, you see these kids in Italy, you know, everybody's getting married. Mm. You're like, what the hell is going on? But then the you know, I've got two legs, I've got two mm. hands. Just like them. Yeah. The question is, do yeah. they really understand what actually marriage entails? That's Good. the problem. Yeah. Good. They just go because of other people are getting you married. Know, Grace, well said. Because mm. sometimes I look at myself and say, maybe if I'd gotten married early, my mm. marriage would not have lasted. Mm. Yes. Because I've now matured. Yes. Mm. And I'm getting goosebumps saying this because yes. I mean what I'm saying. Yes. Because first I would nag about everything. Mm. Mm. Because I wasn't with the right person. Yeah. And I was I really wanted to be married because I saw people getting married. Yes. But I felt that this was my time. Mm. Yes. It was my moment, just yeah. like the church song we would say. Yeah. If it's not your time, it's not your time. That's it. Your time. And now I've matured and mm. now I feel like I'm ready to be a wife. Yeah. Not yeah. like before. Everybody's time is different. Yes. People mature differently. Yeah. What you take two minutes to understand, maybe it'll take ten minutes for mm. me to understand. We yeah. are all different. Yeah. So you don't have to think that because someone is going to have to go, yeah. is they are time and maybe yeah. they are ready for it because yeah. Yeah. maybe mentally psychologically yeah. they want it and it's mm, their time yeah. mm. i have just matured now and i, wow. I wouldn't say it i say it with pride yes because i've matured now yeah. now i know when i'm going for a marriage it's going to work, work. because i've worked on myself yes i'm not going with what has happened in the past yeah i'm going because i've, I've managed to forget what's happened i've mm. strived to be a matured woman mm. i've mm. understood that because god works with timing that was a short clip from uh, Chris C. Wise's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, they were talking about everybody's getting married and uh, having babies except me. I hope you got something from, from that discussion uh, because these are everyday pressures that uh, I put on, on, on friends and family members. about emotional stability and security for a bit. Stability, both emotional and financial, is a powerful motivator in a relationship. Let's explore how the desire for security can impact the decision to say, I do. 
will also touch on the delicate balance between seeking stability and stifling personal growth. When we talk about security, it's not just about having a financial safety net or a stable home. It's also about emotional security, the confidence that your partner is there, will be there for you through thick and thin. Can you trust this person that tomorrow um, when he gets sick, you cannot work um, or become wheelchair bound or mentally, you have a mental illness that limits your ability to engage in the things that you guys used to do together for fun. Will this person be there for you? Can you count on them? Are you worried maybe that even the person you're with now, you cannot trust them because maybe they have stabbed you in the back before, but because of love, you came back into that relationship. Are you feeling safe? Are you feeling secure? Whether financially, whether emotionally or mentally? Are you feeling safe? Imagine a couple building a life together, navigating the challenges of the world hand in hand. The idea is beautiful, isn't it? But here's where the balancing act comes into play. Seeking stability should never mean sacrificing personal growth or stifling each other's dreams. Maybe you wanted to go to, you wanted to become a, a nurse, a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer. Um, your parents, you know, save up whatever later they could find and, you know, put you through high school. Um, and now it's time to go to college. And all of a sudden, you are here thinking about tying the knot, or you have tied the knot with uh, your high school sweetheart because others around you are getting married and then you get married and all of a sudden you dream of becoming a nurse or a doctor or an engineer um fizzles just withers gradually you start with one kid and the second one and the third one and next thing you know that dream of becoming whatever you wanted to be, gradually takes the backseat in your life, in your marriage, in your home. You become a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, and that's it. You have been relegated to the back of the line in that person's life. Now, someone will say, oh, Mike, I mean, that's too harsh to say, that's unfair. I understand.
my friend Jane, right? Jane and I started uh, elementary school together. We went to kindergarten, first grade. By God's grace, Jane was able to complete, she was able to complete high school. Although Jane did not have a clear goal of or a vision of what she wanted to be, but at least one thing she knew for sure was that she wanted to go to college. Now, coming from a, a underdeveloped country, a third world country, a post-war country, um, Jane's parents never had all the resources, even the, the money for school fees, they never had because the you know Jane's parents had um she had they had other kids and Jane was the oldest so in order to get those other kids to school the parents had to sacrifice Jane you know basically as a use her as a sacrificial lamb um she got married early to an older man um and whatever that man could provide uh, was helping to send the other kids to school. And then what happened? Jane started having kids with this older man and she never went to college. Never did any form of post-secondary post, uh, education. Nothing, nada, zero. And today, that old man left Jane, got divorced, and married another young woman. And now, Jane, without a, a college education, is left to her own devices with her kids. Without no support, financial or not, she has to work three jobs just to be able to put her kids through school and feed them. It's like tending to a garden. You want to create a secure environment for the flowers to bloom. You want to create a secure environment for the flowers to bloom. But you also need to allow the space to grow freely. In a relationship, the delicate balance lies in providing that security while nurturing the individuality of each partner. I recently came across a couple, let's call them Alex and Jordan, who epitomize this delicate dance. They found comfort in the stability of their relationship, supporting each other's career aspirations and dreams. Yet, they consciously made space for individual growth, pursuing hobbies and personal goals. Alex was a guy um, who on weekends likes, uh, likes to go fishing on the lake with his friends. Um, you know, guy's time, just out there hanging out, doing whatever else they do having his own alone time with his friends. Um, and and Jordan, on the other hand, goes out there with, with her friends as well. And they, they just hang out, um, girls' night out. Um, the, she, she's part of a painting group, uh, creative arts um, um, 
group. She's also part of, part of a dance group. They they do like a Zumba workout um, evenings with her friends. Um, but yeah, they still have time to spend together in the evening, uh, cooking dinner, eating dinner together. Um, one of them work from home. One of them go to the office every day. Um, but yet they are still free to do whatever each one of them really want to do whatever path each partner each person so chooses uh, to engage in but back to the question or back to the issue of uh, safety security personal growth where or how do we strike a balance how do we build a stable foundation while fostering personal growth now, I don't have all the answers, but I think uh, it starts with uh, open communication and uh, what I would call a shared vision, understanding each other's aspirations and providing the support needed to achieve them. So asking your partner, not getting to know your partner really well, knowing either before or after the marriage, whatever you choose to do in your case, um, basically knowing what your future partner or what your soon-to-be husband, what their goals are, what their future goals are, what their life goals are, what their relationship goals are, what do they want to do in, with their life or what do they want to get out of this life that they're, they're living. Does it align in, in some way with yours? Does it misalign in some areas? Where can you strike a balance? Where can you both meet up and support each other? I also want you to remember that it's okay to have dreams that uh, might lead you in different directions. In fact, supporting your partner's growth can strengthen the foundation of your relationship. It's a journey of mutual support, creating a space where both partners can thrive individually and together. As we navigate the seas of love and commitment, let's cherish the stability that grounds us while embracing the winds of change that propel us forward. Because in the delicate dance of seeking security, there lies the magic of growth both as individuals and as partners. friends uh, I want to bring up something else I, I kind of hinted on it in the in the beginning of this this conversation um, about people pressuring you into getting married 
versus you just naturally meeting someone and falling in love with them and, and getting married to them. Um, so let's talk about love marriages versus arranged marriages. It's a, what I would call a timeless debate, a confluence of tradition and modernity. Today, we will untangle the threads, debunk some of the myths, and delve into the emotional richness that defines both paths to matrimony. In the Western world, the notion of love marriages is often celebrated. The freedom to choose your life partner is based on love, shared values, and that elusive thing we call, ah, uh, you know, chemistry. Uh, is there anything today called chemistry in uh, in relationships? Maybe, 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 maybe not. I don't know. But uh, people say, I think we have some chemistry. We have some chemistry. Um, I, I'm going to get married because I think I, I just have that feeling that this is the partner for me. We've been together for so long and I know them so well. We have a chemistry. We have a thing going. Arranged marriages are, uh, they are deeply rooted in many cultures around the globe, including where I come from, West Africa, in Liberia, or Sierra Leone, or Guinea. Oh, I don't come from all those countries, but... <laughs> Um, but today there are still arranged marriages. A father um, or a mother um, chooses a, a man for for or finds a, a a man for their child or for their daughter to get married to. Or both families maybe. Um, so, for example, in my case, this is not what happened in my case. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> Um, let's say my dad um, knew another, maybe one of his friends have a beautiful daughter, um, you know, and they're both friends and knowing me and my dad knowing the other person's daughter, they both maybe go to drink beer or something, get whiskey, whatever they want to get at a bar and while talking to like, you know, um, our kids are old enough now. I think we should get them together. They should get married. Without actually involving the kids into that conversation. People make those decisions, put money on the table, maybe even throw in a cow or two, or goat, sheep, some animal into the picture for dowry payment, set a date, and now to bring the kids into it and say, you guys are gonna get married next year on this day. Let's make it happen. However, I would say, contrary to some misconceptions, um, in some places, arranged marriages, um, they're not sometimes about coercion. They're about trust um, especially in the wisdom of families to find compatible matches, um, people with similar interests, um, people with, with, uh, from the same tribe, same family ties or same family histories or principles. I heard my dad one time say, you know, 
I think it would be nice to get to know a Vi girl, a girl who who's from the same tribe as you, because she she already know our traditions. She can cook our food. Um, she's not gonna learn it. You know, she already live. She's living through it already. You don't have to teach her anything. So, you know, when you're old enough, maybe you should marry a a woman from your tribe. Now, sometimes that can go south, but not all the times it will get bad. In some cases, there are people who have uh, benefited from arranged marriages and they're still married up to this day. Picture this, right? A couple brought together not solely by the spark of initial attraction, but uh, they share, they have a, a shared background common values uh, and uh, the careful considerations of those who know them best. In my case, for example, it would be my dad knowing me very well, everything about me and uh, the, the other person's dad knowing everything about them as well. And my dad trusting his friend um, to say, you know, I think my, my daughter and your son could make a, a really good um, couple. They should get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you another story. I recently spoke of a, a wonderful couple. Um, let's call them uh, Raj and, uh, and Simone. Raj and Simone, right? Um, Diaz was uh, an arranged marriage that actually uh, bloomed into what I would call a deep and abiding love. They share uh, they shared stories of uh, initial nervousness turning into a profound connection. Um, it was a journey that both families, uh, Raj and Simone's family, crafted with uh, intention. Did that the families were very intentional about this arranged marriage and it, it actually worked out for both of them the, the actually fell in love even though it was arranged but they fell in love uh, and they're still they're still in, in what I would call from the outside it looks like a, a very happy marriage so why does the debate about uh, love marriages and uh, arranged marriages uh, still persist both love and arranged marriages offer unique pathways to companionship. In love marriages, the narrative centers around personal choice and the thrill of discovering love organically. On the flip side, arranged marriages unfold like a carefully penned story, a journey guided by the wisdom of elders and the strength of shared values. The debate, my friends, isn't about which is superior, but about acknowledging the diversity of human connection. As we navigate this debate, let's celebrate the universality of love, whether sparked by a chance encounter or nurtured through the careful tapestry of founded bonds. Love is what makes the journey worthwhile. So my dear listeners, which path will you choose? Or have you chosen 
love or arrange whatever path you take today i think the beauty lies in the choices you make and the love that blossoms in each unique story let's talk about personal growth and partnership marriage as a journey of personal growth and partnership how does committing to a lifelong journey impact individual development how can two people grow together without losing the individuality i'd like to hear from you leave your comments below i'll read them i'll respond to them i'd like to hear from you i'd like to get your opinion how does committing to a lifelong journey impact individual development and how can two people grow together without losing their individuality as we wrap up this journey into the multifaceted reasons people get married remember the beauty of marriage lies in its diversity it's a celebration of love partnership and personal growth i want to thank you for joining me on this uh exploration on this episode of uh, the Max Mind podcast. If uh, you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share uh, the podcast. Don't, don't, don't keep it a secret. Share it. Um, I also like you to leave a review. Until next time, this is McDonald Metzger with the Max Mind and Me podcast. Stay curious, stay kind, and above all, stay in love. If you haven't found one yet, my hope and wish for the new year for you is that, my friend, you find love. And someday, what I arrange our true love, that you get married to the love of your life regardless of it being arranged or love at first sight you find someone that you live happily ever after with good luck 